This is the ultimate baddie, Miss Layla Gray, and you're listening to the OVW Podcast. Get it? Got it? Good. Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I am Jack and Oates, joined today, as always, by my co-host, Brian Hines. What up, folks? Today we have another another host, very special guest, the senior producer of Here at the Blimp. It's me, it's me. Which makes you the senior producer of not only this show, but all the shows at the Blimp. Oh, I guess it does. Victor Anderson. Yay. Uh, Victor, how are you doing today? Good, Jackman. How are you today, sir? We're doing well, doing well. This we- is uh, one of the three or four times you've joined us on, here on the show. I think this might be my fourth Third time. Yeah. yeah. No? Oh, we yeah, have third to count time. podcasters. I'd have no, to no, we're not counting them. podcasters. Oh. It's, uh, well, we're happy to have you. We're happy to have you. Appreciate it. Indeed we are. Uh, so the Carney Awards were supposed to be this Sunday. They've been postponed. But actually, since this is a wrestling podcast, that just means the other people didn't show up to the ring. Ten count. We won. Best podcast at the 10th Annual Carney That's Awards. That's right. Those are the rules. Those oh. are the rules. Yep. Yep. I'll yep. go for that. Yep. I'm the unofficial winner of best podcast. At the Carney Awards. That's it. Uh, there's we we do have a couple of other uh, things that will be showing up on the feed in the coming weeks. We usually have a a uh, review or an interview rather on Thursdays, but we uh, we didn't manage to get one tacked down quite yet. So we're bringing you this review of the OVW pay per view, the Nightmare Rumble, which originally came on uh, January sixth, broadcast on January sixth, rather. 2024 you guys were in person yes i had a very special rally to attend that day um in remembrance of a lot of very special brave people who really put their lives on the line for something really historic and they they saved the children that day but how what was your guys's um what was your guys's uh impressions of the royal rumble of the nightmare rumble wow uh as an event just overall a lot of surprises uh Action-packed, great way to kick off the new year, 2024. Yeah, it was it was a great show from beginning to end. I mean, I enjoyed every sec- every second. I had my family there with me, and both my kids are just loving it. And uh, my wife, even her voice was hoarse at the end, so that tells you everything. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yay! Um, so, Brian, should should we tell them the a little bit about our pre our pre mat our, <laughs> our pre show adventure? I guess if there was a time to tell this, that now would be it. So we were, Brian and I, because Jackman last minute wasn't able to join us. He, Unfortunately. He had to go and uh, celebrate the Patriots, apparently. Uh, and save the children. There, there the seems children. to be a thing that Jackman and I cannot be there at the same time. It, it seems to <laughs> be the magic. Yeah. I'm starting to think that uh, I, you're I the actually, same person. I was going to have to reschedule today if I knew you were going to be on mic. So I'm, oh, so, yeah. I'm yeah. We, <laughs> we, we, snuck, we snuck him in. But, uh, so Brian and I were cruising along. And uh, yep, we sure were wrestling, and uh, was and uh, it was Saturday night was was rainy and cold and windy. Mm. It was not a, not a pleasant night outdoors, but it was a lot of fun inside the Davis Arena. But we were on our way, and I'm just kind of cruising along, at not ni- really thinking about 90. how fast, not really realizing how fast I'm going until the blue lights pah, pop up behind us. Oh, and then Lord. that Im- that immediately elicited the. Uh, Guaranteed, oh, oh shit, response. Oh, shit. I'm, now I'm very glad I wasn't there. <laughs> For various reasons, Shackman, we were sort of glad you, you know, we, we missed you. But yeah, he, so he pulled us over, asked where we going, and, and I pulled out my best mount. We going to the wrestling show. 
And he comes around to my side, the passenger side. He said, oh, yeah, what promotion? And I said, OVW, there's a pay-per-view tonight. And then his uh, demeanor went from to, oh. And uh, I said, yeah, we've, we've got a podcast and everything. And I, I handed him a sticker, and he kind of looked at the sticker and was like, well, okay. And Brian. Unbelievably, yeah, he popped back to his car. He apparently, when he brought, when he brought my license back, he said, well, it looks like you're not an axe murderer. So at least I've, <laughs> yeah. I've never been caught murdering people with axes. But he just let us go. whole thing was like two minutes long. We yeah, were, he was we like. stopped for a couple of minutes tops. Well, it was, you boys promised to slow down, and uh, I'll see you later. You all be safe. And we yep. did. We slowed down. And yep. I, my thanks to the, the good the, the good people of the Fayette County, of the, uh, uh, Franklin County Sheriff's Department. Oh, it was a sheriff. It was a sheriff's deputy, yeah. Oh, usually they like to get tickets. I'm telling you. So uh, we are grateful to them that they let us go without additional hassle. Yes. uh, The the last time I got pulled over, I was actually coming back from a wrestling show with my uh, potentially suspended license (laughs) in a... Potentially suspended. In a car uh, that was not registered to me. And unbeknownst to me, the taillights were out. My, my girlfriend at the time did not drink, and, um, but she was vomiting driving back. And the KSP pull up, Kentucky State Police pull up alongside us, and they say, do you know why I pulled you over? I said, I have no idea, which I really didn't. He said, the taillight is out. But before, before he could get to the window, I said, just roll with me. She said, what? I said, do not contradict a single thing I say. He comes out to the window. I say, he you know, comes back. You know you have a suspended license, a potentially suspended license. I said, yes, officer. I usually wouldn't drive. Usually she drives, but she's just so sick. Boom, got out of it, baby. There you go. He helped me figure out what was wrong with my taillights even. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Cops aren't like they used to be. They really, they really aren't. Something's, something's changed. Maybe all the international backlash has changed over the last five years. Cops really aren't the way they used to be. So I think before we get into the uh, event that we should uh, – I know there's – in honor of our guest, there's – Guess it's missing yeah, this week. Let's it is a Thursday. Toast. It is a Thursday in the feed, so, after all. So this yes, is. Yes. Uh, I'll just say this is Brooke Hill. That's all I'm going to tell you about it. And this is excellent. So cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Ding. Nostrovia. Mm. It's got a great nose. Yeah, it does. It's got, got a real great nose. It's really real got tobacco-y, tobacco-y nose. like a tobacco barn. Like a, it does. like a tobacco stick. It smells yeah, like, um, what was the name of that store? When I grew up, there was a store in the Eastgate Mall called the Tinderbox, and they had a humidor that a had cigar cigars. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. got a Fayette cigar store, it smells like yeah, that, Yeah, that's what it smells like. Special it's, thanks to the OVW bourbon steward, Chad Watson, for yes. delivering that to us. You Thank can you catch Chad. that interview in the feed as well. Yes, we were sir. sorry to not have you here. We're, we're going to yes. do that again. We're going to do that again. Don't worry. We're going to do that again. When some new Thank stuff you. pops up that Chad can come in here and talk about, we're going to do that one again. And, and I won't be there at that time. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> after this, we'll break down all the action from OVW's Nightmare Rumble, emanating live from Historic Davis Arena right after this. Hey, Victor. Yes. There's a lot of demand for Bluegrass Homefront, you know. Oh, there's a demand for it? There is. Really? The, the voices are getting louder. There's people in the the OVW uh, unofficial fan site, a, a fan zone asking. When, oh, really? I thought yeah. it was just my mom and Missy. I mean, they're asking about it. <laughs> they're, they're very excited, both of them. Your mom is definitely interested in hearing what we have. We got to get. So I, is I'm Missy just saying, your mother? No, no my, mother, my mother's gone. This is a uh, random 
person that likes to listen to everything we do. It's our I, one fan. Hey, and good. Um, so yeah, we. I'm just saying we we got to get your uh, your new uh, our new music producer uh, finding us some music, and we got some segments to talk about. All right, I'll gather up the uh, the old files and the music, and uh, see what we can do about that. It occurs to me that Bluegrass Homefront should even do a segment about. Kentucky mainstay, Kentucky's only professional wrestling promotion. Well, absolutely. We I, should, mean, I mean, OVW needs to be talked about on Bluegrass. It's like it writes itself, huh? I'm telling you. Yeah. I think with, with you guys, I think you could do such something so much bigger in scope than just covering OVW. OVW definitely a part of it, but I think I would love to see you guys do like a big, big thing. Well, that's what we hope to do. But for now, go and listen to the Bluegrass Homefront podcast, available anywhere you get your podcasts or at bluegrasshomefront.com. And uh, look for that new season three coming any second now. But until then, I'm going to send it back to the studio and the boys already in progress. Welcome back to the OVW podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. He's still Brian Hines. And I'm still Jack Minokes. And he's still. I'm still Victor. (laughs) About one pre-show. Again, new thing here where we can see from home the pre-show on the uh, feed. It's a good good thing, especially now that we know that OVW is really, really putting a lot of work into that pre-show, not only to uh, get the crowd ready, get the in-crowd, the in-person crowd ready to go, but they're seeing who can get over. They're trying to build storylines in the in-crowd. Uh, we know that from talking with backstage people that the pre-show is more important than it ever has been in OVW. So it's a cool thing that we as viewers get to watch it. First uh, match was between Jason Hendricks and Maximo Suave, my close personal best friend, Maximo Suave. Maximo. He said to say hi. Oh, he did? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> hi, Maximo. <laughs> <laughs> what did Cal Hero say about me, though? No, what did they get bundles say about me? Cal was a little busy hanging on the ropes. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> he was too busy skinning those hundreds of cats. <laughs> he sure was. Which we'll get to shortly. That was, yeah. Gee whiz, what a kid. Um, Jason Hendricks Matt picks, ma- manages to pick up the win over Maximo Suave. Kind of want to move through these pre, pre-match shows uh, a little quick, quickly because we got a lot to cover in the main show here. Uh, second was between Ari Alexander and Riley Matthews. A little confused why Riley Matthews wasn't in the main show. Um, yeah, have, she wasn't in the Rumble. Would, no. would have really but loved Ari to see her there. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Especially after uh, her performance in that, uh, that scramble match that they had right oh, um yeah. what a what a great match that was really kind of come out party for her she's really fantastic she's a little um, match between them here in the pre-show though yeah yeah definitely and Ari alexander's great too she's really really great i would love to see her put in a i've said this before in a more prominent spot i just think unfortunately she's really good at at losing i think she's just the <laughs> she's good at putting people yeah over. that's that yeah. is a, that's a huge compliment like um but i, I think she's also good enough to not have climb, yeah, time. climb the ropes, so to speak, climb the ladder, and then uh, third match in the pre-show, Ragnar the Ruthless takes home the victory over ZDP with the fall, and ZDP is the little guy on the uh, leash. Yes, he's I, the zombie boy. I have to say, I'm a big ZDP fan. Really like, I just like that guy. He impressed. He's very impressive, he man. Is. I don't like spooky gimmicks most of the time, but he's very impressive. He's a very impressive wrestler. All three of those guys are really. They really are. He's really quick, and uh, well, in in this case, uh, actually, both contestants bit each other. It's not That's true. <laughs> it's not uncommon for CDP to beat to uh, bite somebody in the middle of a match. But, but Ragnar, uh, he's ruthless. Ragnar was like, "Oh yeah, you want to play that way? Yeah. Let's go, dude. I'll bite you back." Yep. 
So the opening match of the pay-per-view, um, as it gets off in earnest, was between AJ Vest and Will Austin. Um, AJ Vest kind of seems to be climbing up the ladder of OVW a little bit. Will Austin seems maybe he's on the way back down a little bit. Between kind of being having more turns in, than the big show over the past few weeks and losing on the opening match of the night to AJ Vest... Kind of uh, confused what's going on with Will Austin? I have a theory about that, and I could totally be wrong, but he was really fast-tracking on the way up until that show at the Manchester. And that show at the Manchester, wasn't that the one? No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. I was thinking of another one. Um, when Cash like sent him sailing outside of the ring, that was at Davis Arena. That yeah, was a different yeah, thing. And then Will Austin, was. that was the first time we saw him after that. I'm wondering whether or not he wasn't like super, super seriously hurt, and now he's like kind of cleared to go back, but is not really like, you know, putting it down. Out, I, yeah, out, so I think it's I, yeah, and it, that could be the case. I hate to sit and speculate about injuries. I, on, I on hope the that's show. not the case. We wish you the best, certainly. He, but he puts on a banger of a match. I, I personally, oh yeah, I would personally like to see him win more. Me too, me too. And and there's a moment in this match where he does like a tornado neckbreaker. Yeah, like and it was the smoothest, most buttery thing I've ever seen in my life. Like the kid's really, really impressive. Um, I just think. AJ Vest is kind of a heat magnet, and that's another thing why I'm kind of confused about the Will Austin. Like, is he a face? Is he a baby? It seems like match to match, he changes. He's he's just the future, he's man. He's just the future, yeah. The future, future's that's always it. changing. The future's uncertain, and the end is always near. AJ Vest ends up picking up the victory. I have a feeling that AJ Vest is going to be somebody we are going to be watching a lot. Probably worm his way into like a title shot against Star Rider, I would imagine, or in the Rush Division of some sort against Cal Hero. I was kind of thinking Rush Division yeah. too, but uh, I, I don't think he's going away anytime soon, especially if he's picking up a like uh, wins against Will Austin. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. I hope, get, I hope AJ Vest gets himself some new ring attire, though. He looks like he picked that up at a yard sale. Hey. That, that ring attire is not great. I mean, you've hey. got a name like AJ Vest. Yeah, it's you like know. generic wrestler number seven. <laughs> create a wrestler with the, before you create it. It's like the real, the real AJ, AJ told you to get some style with that vest, please. He does call himself the vest in the world, which is the funniest okay, thing. Okay, that's pretty clever. It's, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. He's just lucky that Will Austin didn't hit him in the vesticles. <laughs> All right. No more. <laughs> you think that's the best we could do? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to go look for some vetter hosts. <laughs> oh, my God. Bout number two, the Women's Royal Rumble. Rem- women's Nightmare Rumble. Sorry. I'm not, I, I need to get better about that. We're talking about something, a completely different event. Same rules, completely different event. Women's Nightmare Rumble. Frey of the Slay and Mickey James joined for commentary with Kinnison. I was uh, a surprise that Mickey James came out, though. I, I, I know that was surprising. Yeah. I didn't expect that one. I didn't either, but... With this alliance with the NWA that OVW seems to be building, it, it's not a huge shocker, but she's like that's a that's like a star power star. Oh yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, we talked to uh, Freya for just a minute after the show, and she didn't even know. Oh really? really? Until like five minutes beforehand that Mickey James is going to join her on commentary. Wow. So, so it, it a, was a, a closely guarded secret up until it wasn't. I may have an explanation for that. Actually, oh? uh, talking to some of my contacts behind the scenes. There was a um, an event for Al Snow, including a roast oh, over the weekend. Yeah. So some of the stars, I think okay. Nikki may have been here for that. Also, if you look, uh, 
first Tough Enough champion, Maven, was kind of kicking around backstage. Right. Okay. And that was all. He's kind I, of he he is Maven has recently uh, reintroduced himself into the wrestling world as like a YouTube guy. Okay. Yeah. So that's what he's doing nowadays. But yeah, so he was on site, even though I expected to see him on uh, out front somewhere, but we never did. But that's why we had some people kind of kicking around backstage, is because there was a big event for Al that same weekend. That's cool. That's really that's cool. right. Yeah, glad they did that. It's uh, it's really hearing Freya um, on commentary. I couldn't unhear her teacher voice. We found out that she was a teacher <laughs> when we interviewed her, and she has she still kind of very much has that diction and that like. The, rhythm. the up and down, yeah. The you need to pay attention to me. That up and down rhythm, yeah. And it's, I think it's really funny. It and it works as long as she's a baby. Well, yeah, a heel can't. Do oh that. yeah, okay. yeah. But you know, I, I, I wish I want to go back and watch some of these. I was kind of in in a period in between watching OVW, um, and most of the time when I watched it, when she was really kind of coming on the scene, I watched it on mute. To be honest with you, listen to stuff on the background. I'd really like to maybe go back and listen to what a heel Freya promo sounds like because I want to, I want to know if it sounds like the mean teacher. <laughs> 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 if, if if baby if baby Freya is the the nice teacher. Um, but yeah, Mickey James joined on commentary. Big surprise, great surprise though. Uh, Shalante Royale ends up uh, entering it first, of course, because that was the stipulation of the match that she lost on the previous show, Thursday night's show. Uh, who do you th- who do you guys think you guys were there? I have a couple of answers. Who do you guys think was the standout from the from the uh, being there first person perspective? Oh gosh. Um, well, Shalante. Shalante um, was in it she, forever. She was. Shalante was a standout. Yes, I had her on my and, list. For and you sure. know, every time I see her, I'm more impressed with her. She's a Definitely. good little wrestler. She's, She's really, really, really good. And the fact that she can wrestle that good and hold that mic at the same time—that's exactly pretty, the point. I it's was pretty impressive. The other day. Um, another person that's, that stood out, and I, I got, the, I got the privilege of sitting next to the Colonel mm-hmm. during this show, and uh, kind of made buddies with him, and. Uh, and Layla Gray, when she came out at number uh, ten, I think was that her spot. Yes, she won that. that was when she came in, when she came out at number ten, I, I gave uh, the Colonel a nose. I was like, "There's your winner." He's like, "Oh, you think so?" I'm like, "Yep, I know so." And the Colonel is a a mainstay in the crowd at he is. OVW. Yeah, He's a really and nice guy. if you yeah. don't know, uh, he is known as the Colonel because he looks like Colonel Sanders and leans, leans into it. Leans very, yeah. very proud of the fact he yeah, looks like Colonel he Sanders. Is, but he's, he's a, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a cool guy to talk to. Always a pleasure. It's always nice to walk by and just nod and say it's yeah. and they always see make you again, point. Colonel. I make it a point to put him on camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, we've talked about some of the other mainstays of the Davis Arena. The Colonel is definitely one of them. Yes. So if you're listening, Colonel, we appreciate you. Anybody else that stood out for you guys? Uh, I thought Dream Girl Ellie was going to win, but uh, obviously that's not what happened. But uh, one of the uh, names that we hadn't seen on uh, OVW before, but uh, I actually happened to run into last year before I came down here and joined you guys, was Alexis Littlefoot. Okay. I ran into her at, uh, I can't remember the name of the promotion, I'm sorry, but it was a Tim Lutz event in Norwood, so if you're listening, Tim, I uh, had a great time at your show, and uh, just happened to run into her. She uh, was there with uh, her mom and uh, her children, and we sat 
there and watched wrestling and just hung out and talked all night and had a wonderful time. And um, it was good to see her finally down here. I wasn't a cha- I didn't get a chance to uh, catch up with her in person, but uh, I wanted to say hey, and I was glad that she was getting back into it. If I remember right, she said that she had just moved to the area last year, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that uh, she's gotten back into wrestling. I know she had some things going on, but uh, it was a pleasure to see her in the uh, OEW uh, Women's Rumble, and I expect to see great things from I, her. I was the, pretty impressed with this girl here. The one, I, I the did, too. The one with the cat makeup or yeah. whatever that was. She was uh, in for a good long time. What's her name? Holly, Holly Dead? Holly, Holly Dead. Dead. Holly Dead. Dead. She yeah. was good. Yeah. yeah she put on a good show out there. And she's a 10-year veteran. She's got a lot of experience. Okay. I didn't know anything about her, but she hung Thank, Thanks, thanks Kennison. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the OVW broadcast team. Yeah, the officials. A couple I want to highlight is I really like Lilith Grimm. I want mm-hmm. her back in OVW all the time. That flaming Warhammer just does it for me every time. Oh, uh, yeah, she's the one that comes out there with the grinder. And yeah. Okay. yeah. Her followers could be gremlins. Oh, we have them all here. We do, I know. So, and I also wanted to spotlight uh, the one, the lady who was introduced as Sophia Rose, who actually is the rebrand of Harley Jane. Mm. She was on my list. Holly Dead was on my list. Sophia Rose is on my list. The one that I liked uh, that we haven't mentioned is Natalia Markova. Mm-hmm. I really, 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 really liked her. And I remember Sierra from when I first started coming to OVW or watching yeah, she's OVW. she's a former three-time OVW Women's Division champion. I would love to see her back. She yeah. was really, really great in this thing, too. Very, very excellent and match. And Alice Crowley, if I'm not mistaken, when I used to watch in the height of the pandemic and there was nothing to do and nowhere to go, and they would post the Nightmare Academy, uh, which was Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall's training school, when they would post their, basically, pay-per-views for their students. Um, Alice Crowley was was on those a lot and she used to do a razor's edge oh wow yeah i'd Ooh, really love to see that. yeah would love to see her if i'm not mistaken i'm like 99 percent sure and i usually don't say things unless i that would like specific very specific things unless i'm pretty sure about it but would love to see her back just to watch like one of these you know just, i want to see like dream girl ellie sell a razor's edge you know what i mean i want to see like shalate sell a razor's edge like I want to see somebody. I want to see her back. I want to see her continue to grow because she's improved a lot since that show. And I mean, that show was what three, four years ago at this point that I watched her. So she's improved a lot since then. Um, one, one thing this uh, this match showed is that, that the women's division is pretty good hands. Yes, they had some really impressive ladies out there. But oh yeah. One thing it really did put in perspective for me, um, and I know that we've kind of been on the. The we need to get a women's division belt. We need to get other belts. Da 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 da. One thing this really did put in perspective for me is what Al said that they don't have. They the, don't have it. So many of these women were fresh faces. Yeah. I had to actually turn to head booker for the women's division, Amazing Maria, who was kind enough to actually help me out, making sure we had all Thanks, the names Maria. right. Thank you, Maria. Yeah. So thank you so much for that, Maria. But and, yeah, and it it really like, and I hate to say it. I hate to say that that they don't have it but when you see it put out like this it's it's the truth al was al was right that doesn't mean that they can't have it that doesn't mean that this division can't continue to grow which it is and that's a good mm-hmm. thing i don't think that he wants it to be a stagnant division but it really put it in perspective that they can't do it right now 
A secondary belt, I think they could do. A tag belt, I think, is totally out of the question. At least at this point. They need, right they now, need at yeah. least a half a dozen more performers We had in there. 20 <laughs> here, and then we had four ladies that were not Indians. Right. Saying. That's but true, those, but... Of those, only about eight were full-time OVW Correct. Yeah. yeah. They were like a, a dozen um, rentals. Another person that really stuck out to me, um, she actually ended up winning the wild card stipulation, which is something I had never seen in a rumble match, but I didn't hate it. I actually kind of enjoyed it. No, I thought that was um, cool. Uh, yeah. Was Hema. The, the, she looks like <laughs> Katana from, uh, from Mortal Kombat. Has that chain skirt when yeah. she comes oh, out. Yeah. When, she's, when she she's, got she's, into the ring and uh, the bad girls, I mean, she went to charge the bad girls and they just pulled the rope down and she goes flying yeah. out. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Nothing good. against her. It was just so funny to see it in person. Well, and is she just, she's... Got a an intangible. She got she's she's got a great look. By the way, when she came back in after the uh, the, wild the wild card, she can really go. I mean, we might have seen I don't know. We might have seen everything that she can do, and that was you know forty five seconds. I don't know, but I I, I want to see more of her. I think we saw the perfect amount of her for me to want to see way more of her. She was in the scramble last week, wasn't she? Yeah. 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 But that yeah, was the she first kicked time. all kinds of ass yeah. last week. But that was the first time I had seen her then too. So yeah, same here. Uh, for me, like I'm usually things don't really click for me. I try to uh, until like the second or third time. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm the same way. Like I try to be very skeptical at first as to not get washed away in my feelings. And then but usually around the second or third time I see somebody, I've really decided if I like them or if I don't. Um, as Vic pre- predicted to the dear Colonel, Layla Gray ends up winning, uh, to win, she screws over her friend, Dream Girl Ellie. I don't know if she screwed her over. It was between down them two and she just kind of let her go. It, it seems like. One Ellie, of them had to win. seems like Ellie's got some severe trust issues and I just don't know what this means to the future of the Bad Girls Club. According to Ellie, that's her best friend. Exactly. Yeah. Literally and they've known each other for it. 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> They're that's already my best, best friends. That's my best friend. She said it more than once. <laughs> Is that got it, that, that's my best friend is over in the Davis Arena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is very over in the Davis Arena. Um, so what do we think was up with TT? Like she was literally in that ring for 15 seconds. Uh, I think she's I I think she wins enough of like these kind of the preliminary kind of matches that she can kind of just lose a match like this. There's no harm in like losing a Royal Rumble. No. Yeah. No, it's just about making an appearance for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, like, winning one is a huge deal. Oh, but yeah. Lo- losing one, eh, people people forget. Yeah, everybody in that match is going to lose except for except one for person. One. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Sit for the baddie this time. So, the next fight of the night was a street fight between Hollywood Haley J and Tiffany Nieves. Really um, was looking forward to this match. I told, as, the, as I told I'm the, sure. the colonel, I said. When they came after, I said, "Baby's got her blue jeans on." He goes, "Oh yeah, <laughs> Lord have mercy." <laughs> this is this has been Vic's dirty old man corner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now go back in the corner. <laughs> now I I oh. I actually the like. I was more shocked that Tiffany Davis didn't come out in jeans for the street fight. Like, aren't you? Yeah. How, do, how else am I supposed to know it's a street fight unless both competitors are wearing jeans? Yeah. You know street what clothes. I mean? Yeah. Street, street clothes. clothes. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, Holly, I was really, really, really looking forward to this match. Um, Hollywood, Haley J, the street fight, death match, plunder match thing is a specialty of hers. Seen her do it live, seen her do it on, on uh, broadcast before. Oh, yeah. She's great. Great at it. Great at it. She, she understands the intensity that you need to bring out in a match like that. Um, unfortunately, I think for me, the viewer at home, and you guys, the viewer at the arena, most of this match took place without any of us knowing what ha- was happening. Well, what yeah. happened was, was uh, they started to go outside. Right. And uh, the big four screen, big the screen thing they got at the Jumbotron, it just wasn't showing anything. It was supposed to show the live shots. And uh, I got the privilege to sit next to the boss. And uh, as soon as Matt seen what was going Not on. Not the colonel, but the boss. No, the, the boss. boss. As Not soon as he Bruce seen what was going on, he, he ran over to the back. And then he came back, and like two minutes later, here they come back to the ring. Yeah. And they finished the match in the ring because they had to. Right. And it's a shame because we, we saw that technology work yeah. last, mm-hmm. last pay-per-view. And we will. And we will. We yeah, will see it again. Back, Baby right? steps. They're yeah. they're growing. Yeah, they're we in a, an awkward phase because they're 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 not the uh, young kid that they were before, but right. they're not quite the uh, adult that they're going to grow into in terms of uh, uh, the power of Davis Arena itself. Well, and it wasn't just live; it was also on the broadcast. Yeah, that right. They, they ne- no, there were no cameras that no. worked outside because it was funny to watch the broadcast team because. Yeah. Once they went outside, we just went. They did a great. They yeah. did a great the shot job. Of the broadcast yeah. team just kind of craning their necks. To they, look. And I'd like to say that it's a testament to both of these ladies' talent because they they adapted on the fly and they came back to the ring and they put on a pretty and good match. As soon as they came back in, the crowd. I don't notice. I didn't really notice the crowd caring too much. As soon as they got back in the ring, I think they were just glad that they got to see the rest of the match. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hollywood Haley J wins, of course. Um, and one last thing, yeah, we don't want to bust on the technical difficulties too much. No, like, not at all. We, and we completely understand, but it, we would, we would not be doing what we want, what we set out to do on this podcast without mentioning stuff like that. Um, yeah, we're, we're friends of OVW, but friends can be honest with one another. Oh, sure. And sometimes most things they do work, but sometimes they don't. We're and I got faith that. that they'll fix that. Yeah, for next oh, year. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, not going to happen again. Until it's the, it'll just be a different problem it'll next be a time. Different <laughs> until it does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bad Girls Club jump Haley afterwards. Uh, no surprise there. Before they, we move on, yes, sir. I noticed that uh, in the um, uh, trash can full of weapons, uh, that uh, there there were some of the usual things. There was uh, a crutch. There was the, of course, the uh, Danos. Uh, trash can. The plunger was my favorite. The plunger, yeah, was was my favorite. Um, and that was it. What what else could they add to the next one? Because I've seen stuff like guitar. I mean, we've seen like yeah, guitar. Thumb, we've seen thumbtacks. We've seen tables. Which I'm, there was a table that uh, I missed. The kendo stick. Kendo that's, stick. That's one of my favorite weapons because it makes such loud noise and it wraps around their backs. Yeah. It makes it seem You so don't really real. see those as much anymore. Not here. Not, not yet. I have seen uh, badminton rackets. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I like it just a, I, I like a traditional stop sign. Can we just stop beat sign. somebody up with a road sign? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. I know from my college days, those are actually illegal to possess. Well, you can buy them, but yeah, I don't. I'm not saying you, they you go can, down to Shepherdsville Road and take one. There's lots of things that are illegal to possess, Vic. That I know you don't have. Well, I know, but I got, with. I got, in, I got in trouble for my stop sign. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's the difference. <laughs> oh, okay. 
I, I, I had sticky fingers with uh, with uh, government property too when they I was growing up. Almost took me to jail over a stop sign at a road cone. That's that mm. when I I probably had a collection of about twenty five to thirty things that I stole from the city and state governments that were along those lines: road cones, police cones, stop signs, stuff like that. They were there because of the bag of weed my roommate left in the microwave. But See, they didn't his, take me to jail for fault. that. It's so his fault. It worked out, you know. I think one bluegrass home front is just all the stuff we managed to get away with over the years. <laughs> I've been pretty fortunate. <laughs> As someone who's been his friend for 30 years, he really has. All right. Nightmare Rumble, men's division. McFoley uh, has a, a, he joins the commentary booth. He gets a huge reception. Unsatisfying in the moment because I really wanted him to come down to the ring and talk to us. He and did he, not. he didn't say a word. But apparently they were just saving that for I was the day ask. this comes out. Yeah, he's going to be in the ring on Thursday, which is the only re- I, I was really planning to take this Thursday off. But that and uh, apparently Donovan Cecil is going to be fighting with uh, the veteran. The veteran Jack Vaughn. Which is a match you got to see. I predict this year is going to be the year of the mammoth. I hope you're right. I hope so, too. That guy's a beast. I love watching him work. And again, I told the colonel, I said, I'm ready for some mammoth. And almost as soon as it came out of my mouth, his his music hit. And he goes, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) What a... Did he say anything about how Donovan Cecil might have looked in a pair of jeans? No, he did not. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just wondered. I, I mean, I just wondered. I thought I, mean, I should. Have. It's my will, journalistic duty to ask. I will say that he could probably fill out a pair of jeans. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, he's got some, he's got some good hips. He does. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We have the two first entrants, Joe Mack, joined by Shannon the Dude. And Cal Hero, um, first two entrants in the match, both of them managed to stay in for a long time. They really did. Yeah, we we uh, we had heard that uh, Cal was probably going to be in there earlier than later, and uh, sure enough, we yeah. were right. Brian and I had the chance to meet uh, legendary promoter and, and performer David Hero, okay. Cal Hero's dad, last Thursday. The Thursday. shout out to him. Shout out mm-hmm. to David Hero. Here's to you. And, uh, yeah, he clued us in that Cal was going to be coming in second and intended to put on a show. I did not know he intended to be the whole show. But, he was uh, right he sure there for was. the whole thing. When, when, Cal, uh, when Cal gets signed, the interviews with David Hero. Definitely, I want, I want that first interview, listening to that man be how proud. I know how proud he is of his oh, son Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah, that's what I want. Liv, he's a great guy. He's, yeah, he seems, I want to get him in here and talk to him. Can't wait yeah. to hopefully meet him one day in person. Everything we've ever heard about his promotion and him as a person, he just yeah. he, sounds like he's a great dude. Sounds great like he's Lake, a great yeah, dude. Yeah, he's the promoter of GCL Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. Yep. They've got a show coming up this month called It's Okay to Stare. We'll give them a little quick promo for oh, that. Cool. We're not going to that because I don't want to go to Wisconsin in January. Wisconsin. But uh, I really think that sometime this year for one of those Great Lakes match, one of those Great Lakes shows, we need to take a podcast road trip and, and go go see what the fuss is about mm-hmm. up in Wisconsin. Definitely, definitely. Every wrestler that we've ever had has been through the roof about it. All the mm-hmm. fans, it seems like, love it. So definitely going to get up there this summer. Um, all right. Anything stick out to you guys during this match? It's a long match. There's a lot that went on. That's why I wanted yeah. to ask you guys in person, with the saw it in person, what, what were your takeaways, your big takeaways? 
Do you want to go first this time? I mean, the the whole match was a, a as they say in the wrestling business, it was a banger from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cal Hero was really impressive. Uh, oh yeah, they are getting ready to step that young man up. Yes, uh, hopefully he will be comp- competing either for the uh, OVW belt or the national championship before too much longer. I have I've I I've been shockingly close to some predictions throughout this pay per view, and that was a prediction that I had on our predictions podcast was that it's time for Cal to move up to the heavyweight status. And I think uh, one of the people that really impressed me, I think I think it's instead of Omir on his pants, that's a Bo Omir. Bo Omir. Golly. Humongous stack dude. I was like, I told again, I told the colonel, I said, that dude's kind of scary. He's like, oh, no, I wouldn't mess with him. But he put on an impressive show. The three big stars of this Rumble were Cal Hero, Joe Mack, the one and two entrants, and um, Bo Amir. Okay, I'm glad I wasn't too far yeah, off. Yeah, no, this. they re- yeah. watch, watching it on TV. That was that was it was very obvious. Well, there's a moment when Bo was already out there, and then Shira came in, and Shira they they kind of had a face off there mm-hmm. in the center of the ring, and you could see just how big Bo Amir was because he dwarfed Shira. The yeah. way that they did that was genius because they kept bringing out they kept bringing out bigger Big bigger guys. guys and getting them face-to-face with Boomir to really put over how giant... the way, That was beautiful, beautiful wrestling like cinematography there. Just like really, really, really smart. And that's, that's like the great thing about a Rumble match is because on paper it should be like throw darts at a wall, see what sticks. When you do a Rumble match the right way and you can tell 10 different stories in the course of one match and make 10 different guys in the eyes of the uh, viewer... That's that is how that is what this match is for, and this was like a pitch perfect rumble match. It really was. Well, I agree, but I also wanted to give props to T Dub T W three because his ring gear was awesome. Yes, the brand new ring gear. Yeah, or at least first time we've that, seen that it. Was, no, that was that was great, new. man. I confirmed that with the man himself. Beautiful, and he, and he got to yeah. do the uh, Kofi Wall Wall. He he that did, cool. and that was very impressive. As soon yeah. as I, I saw him. Fly out of the ring and hit that chair. I thought, oh yeah, yeah I know exactly where this is going. Yeah. So hats yeah. off to him. Um, biggest pop. Well, two. Okay, I'll, I'll get to the biggest pop here in a minute. But for for me, one of the most satisfying parts was uh, when Jay De Niro came out, mm-hmm. and uh, he he wasn't alone. He was quickly followed by Crixus, and it well, was so yes. good to yeah. see him in again. Did not paint. expect yes. That. I, and we did even, the colonel say anything about Crixus's jeans? He did not. Okay, no, just wondering. What about that shirt? Because that shirt was kind of dope. <laughs> it was kind of like a tribal thing. Like talking about know. Crixus. I yeah. was. I didn't really notice his shirt. His shirt, but the dude's been working out. His guns were out there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Crixus yeah. looked fantastic. Not he that did. he didn't. Not that he never ever didn't look good. No, he Crixus looked, looked fantastic. He, looked he did. He did. And I, we Especially even in those knew he was going to be there, and I didn't put two and two together, but. Uh, yeah, he was, was he was there. It was great to see him. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk to him again, but uh, Crix, if you're listening, we hope to see you back 100% sooner than later. And uh, if you've got some time, uh, we, we'd love to have you back in any capacity, in person or remote or something like that. But it was great to see him again. To be honest, bringing him back the way that they brought him back, I enjoyed more than yeah. if he was just a competitor in yeah. the match. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yes. I thought that was a, a great way to do it. But and as far as... Uh, do you want to talk about the biggest pop during that match? Because okay. I think it was the biggest pop of the night. So, are we t- so I think that started when Crixus actually set up a it table. Did. yeah. And then didn't get to use it. So, the table sat there for four or five minutes until the arrival 
of my personal favorite person in the whole roster, Hoda Hulta Pesos, Pesos <laughs> who manages to get who manages to eliminate Jay De Niro over the top rope and through that table. It was it was the it was perfect for both of them because yeah. uh, both Crixus and uh, Hoda had been out due to injury. And uh, both of them caused by Jay De Niro. Both of them caused by Jay De Niro. Mm-hmm. So it was the perfect setup and, and knockdown from both of those guys. And uh, it, the crowd really just erupted. Oh, they did. When, they uh, popped. When they saw Manny. Because he, he, I mean, you could tell that, yeah. that last time he was really hurt. Including my wife. She screamed. When, oh, when he, good when for he her. Around the, yeah, she really did. She screamed when she seen him because she likes that whole bit with her, him and uh, Jay. And oh, it's that. it's great. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so good. Also. Want to shout out Shane Mercer and uh, Jack Stane in this? Both of those guys looked like shit brick houses. Shane was kind of the, the bit where he throws—I forget who it was—but he throws somebody up in the air and catches them. Yeah, that guy is He's, insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like not not just strength, but like agility, just like an athlete through and through. As my dad would say, he's about three axe handles across the back. So yeah, yeah, he's—I yeah. mean, he's—he's he's quite the. Uh, He's a kind of a newer guy at OVW, but I really hope that he doesn't go anywhere soon because I really I think that guy you can do a lot with that guy, um, and Jack Stane as well. Uh, TW, I'm sorry, Cal Hero skins the cat a bajillion times in this. He really yeah, does. That's a drinking game for you. Watch this rumble, and every time he, Cal Hero skins the cat, drink, you will die. <laughs> no, you'll be drunk. Depends on what you're drinking, I guess. That's true. But- my, you know who I really enjoyed in this thing and didn't expect to is the real one. Oh, yeah. Real? He did great. He did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd like a little less lip from that guy. Well, it, the whole, how he's you nothing doing? but lip. <laughs> I'm surprised. We he's got a heck of a drop kick. But he's a good That drop kick he hit. It. Oh, I'm not saying he's he not. Is, but, but, I mean, asking for a little less on the mic is like, uh, you know. Asking him not to breathe. I'm right. But still, it's like, dude, shut up already. Can we go back to a couple of predictions? Sure. Just so I can say how right I was. Oh, we love oh. to say we're right here on the podcast. I said what? There was going to be somebody that did an Iron Man performance. I said that there was going to that number thirty was going to screw him out. Mm-hmm. I was a little wrong about a couple of stipulations, but that was before the stipulations were announced. I said it was going to be real one that knocked out somebody like Tony Gunn. Did mm-hmm. ha- exactly what happened. And. I said that number. I thought that real one would be number thirty, knocking out Tony Gunn's Iron Man performance. It turned out being Luke Curtis being number thirty, cutting out, uh, cutting out Cal Hero's Iron Man performance. The reason I didn't predict that Cal Hero was going to get the belt back at the house show is because I didn't want to sound like I was sucking his dick too much. The reason I didn't say it was going to be Tony Evans and Cal Hero doing the Iron Man is because I didn't want to say I was sucking those two guys' dick too much. I just want to say, I know stuff, guys. I know stuff every once in a while, and I'm just going to start saying my real predictions now. (laughs) Don't hold back. Tell us how you really feel. So I think one of the favorite things that happened in this match, and I think Brian will agree with me, when Cash came out, he obviously started chopping everybody, right? Yes. Chop, chop, oh, chop. Yeah. He chopped everybody down, and then he chopped Jack Vaughn. And then he gave Jack the, the, the <laughs> chop in the thigh. <laughs> I loved that. Dude, that yeah. was a great spot. And that it was great in the room, Listen, too. it echoed that whole arena. It was oh, God. so good. That was like the biggest, thickest, yeah. meatiest, like, smack. Smack. And, and everybody in the whole arena was like, yeah. Started, it was a pop. 
with that pop. And then within a couple minutes, you could see the giant red handprint <laughs> right on at the, leg. The, the top of Jack Vaughn's leg. Like, Jack my Vaughn's, God. Jack Vaughn's kind of a pale guy. Yeah, he, he doesn't get a lot of sun. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. But he that, doesn't visit the tanner as much as uh, our good friend uh, uh, Cashflow cash does. Yeah. Our, um, one thing, uh, to mention Cashflow, one of the things I liked kind of as we got toward the end of this match was all of the tag teams being in there at once. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That yeah. was really cool. Um, didn't see that coming, but I thought it was built really, really well in terms of how they were stacked into everything. Um, I believe Shearer was technically out of the match by that point, but there were still, I think, three tag teams in the match. That might have been my biggest letdown is that Shearer was there for a minute. Maybe I two. thought he, I thought he should have had a little more ring time. But. I think we're getting a big Haas fight. He was probably getting his car detailed. I mean, you know how he is pretty <laughs> he particular about his car. He would never get it detailed. He would detail it himself. Well, maybe uh, yeah. he had an appointment. Uh, so, and one of the things I did want to bring up is uh, Tony Gunn eliminated Jack Vaughn Mm-hmm. And then real one eliminated Tony Gunn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that threesome is still sort of boiling along. Yeah. I have it on pretty good authority that there's a uh, real one and a Tony Gunn feud coming up. Well, that seems so. That's, that's started, coming. So I've been looking forward to yeah. it, baby. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, for a majority of the time of his time in the match, Tony Evans spends it outside of the match. He Under come, the ring. He comes in to uh, help. Yeah, traditional heel move. I loved it. As soon as his music hit, I stood up. I don't know why. I got excited stood up and told the whole crowd to hush. <laughs> they all just looked at me like I was nuts. And then he comes out and does the whole hiding bit, which is just great. And it was perfect for his character. Yeah, it was, it was awesome to see him like pop up every once in a while and just like yeah, and eliminate somebody. knock somebody and just throw him out. Yeah. We see, yeah. That, uh, we see that wild card rule come back in this one, and lo mm. and behold, the recently eliminated Cal Hero wins the wild card, crawls back in there. Doesn't matter. Luke Curtis bests him again. He, he nearly finished it, but not quite. Mm. Luke, Luke Curtis with that that knee that he does. Yeah. The way that he falls back on his back and rolls back out of it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Oh. Very, very uh, Brian Danielson-esque. So watching those two for the, the minute or so that it was just Cal versus Luke. I was like, can can we have a whole hour of this? We're getting, uh, we're getting, there. we're getting it. Yeah. I, I'd like to see like a two out of three falls match or oh. an Iron Man match or something. Well, and also the stipulation for this is that Luke Curtis is going to challenge EC3 for the NWA Championship. Right. Good. Which we've not even really mentioned is that how weird it is that one of the reasons that I didn't want to didn't feel the need to mention it is because that match ain't gonna happen. I have a feeling that match ain't going to happen. Well, Luke and Cal? We're in, no, uh, Luke Curtis and hey, EC3. EC3. I think oh. we're going to get a little... You're, you're a WCW guy. Sure. What, 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 what do you think, as a WCW fan, was like the end of WCW? Most people have a, have a consensus of it. The, the finger. The end of it. The, I, I really felt the end of, of, of the end of, of WCW is when they started that whole stupid authority angle. And it just kind of it just got worse from there on out. Oh, you may not even remember that. I the the <laughs> what I was looking for, Vic. Is I'm sorry. An answer on the board. Survey says finger poke of doom. Finger poke of oh, doom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. I see. I think that's where we're going with you this. You think Luke? You think Luke's going to take the finger poke and let EC3 pin him immediately? I'm not saying it's a finger I, poke. I'm saying it's something similar. I don't think so. I, 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 I don't know, I man. I disagree with you on that one. 
that would be a good way to get the the Overman to finally break apart. If they, I, I just think that yeah. challenges. Him. I just think that Luke Luke Curtis is the uh, the next big star out of WWE. I really I do believe too. that. I do too. And for him to take a finger poke at this point now, no. I just don't see it happening, dude. I, I could. I mean, I think that. Him versus EC3 could very well rip the Overman apart, much like uh, poor Damone Salavino in this in this match. I mean, he has a wardrobe malfunction and just completely blows the crotch out of his pants in the corner fighting uh, poor, Joe Mack. Also, uh, poor Diggit Bundles being stuck in the rope for so long. Oh, my God. He was stuck there <laughs> I feel forever. bad for him. I did, too. Uh, I wanted to say one more thing about uh, – and I lost my train of thought, so go ahead. About Luke Curtis, but uh, no, I just that's kind of I just don't I don't think Luke Curtis is going to be a babyface against EC3. I don't think the Overmen are going to become babyfaces against Luke Curtis. I just don't. Oh yeah, that's I, what I was going to say. So Luke's already proved on the Thursday episode that he's for Luke Curtis because he right he, he did the whole oh I'm hurt thing and then pin Joe Mack. And not to mention Joe Mack coming out. He really, he really made a lot of money for himself coming out at number one and getting eliminated the way he did. Yeah, and the way he lost to Luke Curtis, he really, he's gonna be. If anybody drops from the Overman, I think it's Luke Curtis. I don't think, or I'm sorry, I think it's Joe Mack. Joe Mack. Yeah. Really, I would have assumed Luke Curtis is on his way out and up. He and might be out. He. I, 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 I like could see him being like a done. solo face, Luke Curtis, as a result of this. Yeah, I mean. Going and, and I mean he wasn't in there long, but he had a great match. He always has you know a, a great performance, and uh, he did really well the week before. He did, and uh, I, I don't know. He just he just got this uh, vibe about him, and I, I feel like he's um, it's the it factor. He yeah, he he's definitely got it. One final thing before we cover the main event of the evening, um, I, as we had touched on before, I think we're all ready for the Cal Hero Luke Curtis feud. I think that it should happen. I think those are the two best men you have going, two best young prospects you have going right now. Before they get on their, before they hit the dusty trail, go on their happy way out of OVW, I think it would be a disservice to the fans not to see something from the two of those guys. Because I think they're the two best. You've got the probably the best heel that you have, young and upcoming heel that you have, and probably the best up, young and upcoming baby that you have in those two Get them together, put them in a ring, make it happen. Yeah. Final event of the night, OVW National Heavyweight Championship. Another match between Jesse Goddard and EC3 that, main, that uh, paper, a, headlines a pay-per-view, if I could talk. Sorry, I've had a hell of a week, guys. Um, Al Snow appears before the match and bans the Overmen from the match, saying that if they interfere in the match at all, they will be fired. They will be terminated from Ohio Valley Wrestling. We've seen this match before. It was yeah. better than Chain Chaos. Yeah, I would Carnage. say it, was, it yeah. was better than Chain Chaos. They were willing to get into the ropes this time. They were just not willing to get into those chains at all. Too I'm pretty. Never gonna Too stop pretty. Talking about that. Too pretty. It's like why put them up if you won't get in them? Come on. EC three is a lot of things. Pretty is not one of them. <laughs> I, I don't know, one man. weird looking dude. He's he's he puts a lot of work in. I my, guess even it my would son, be a better way to say my it. My son looked at me. and goes, Dad. He's one of those dudes that manages to have a a six-pack and a gut at the same time. That's weird. <laughs> I'm like, I agree, son. How old's your son? He's 12, uh, 13. Okay, yeah, okay. He's okay. That's fair. I was he's like, not wrong. <laughs> no, he's correct. He's Yeah, he's correct. Um, 
I guess I kind of want to fast forward to the end here. We've talked to we're blue in the face about EC3 and Jesse Goddard's matches. We really have on this it podcast. Fine. It was fine. It and was slow, but it was fine. Most of the time, right. fine is what it's going to be, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's that's really all that we can say. We've said it. We've said it before on this podcast. We we want to move out of the forest. Uh, that is EC3 versus Jesse Goddard's. We want to. Like we would like to, to get into civilization a little bit. Um, let Tony Gunn be the main event. He also has a big belt. The the big thing that we want to focus on here on the way out is that three hooded f- figures that you would assume are the Overmen come out to help EC3 win the match against Jesse Goddard's. Al Snow comes out to fire them, make good on his promise, and of course, who but who appears behind him but the Overmen. Yeah. So EC3, whether this is a complete drop of the Overmen, whether this is an addition to the Overmen, whether this is a whole new faction, EC3 has three people that at this point we don't know who they are. They've concealed their identity with masks. And, you know, the national uh, wrestling people are so good at doing masked man angles. Uh, you know, that we, we haven't been complaining about masked man angles in national wrestling forever and ever and ever. But here we are at OVW with it. EC3's Thursday Night Raw. And I guess on Thursday night, hopefully tomorrow night, the day that this this drops, we will find out who the identity of those three masked men are. I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah, I think it, they're going to string it along. Yeah, they'll string it along. Through, uh, yeah, because having a masked man having a masked man angle that goes on for way too long works everywhere, especially <laughs> at local wrestling shows. I mean, it's over, man. It has been over, man. Oh, Vic, Lord. <laughs> if you don't mind, can you please read the post roll here? Oh, no. What, the, the closing here? Please, yeah. yes. Okay. Excuse me there. The OVW podcast, the 10th, 10th Carney Award-nominated unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, is produced by Black, Black Light Moon Productions at House Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. The OVW podcast is podcast team is Jackman Oaks, me, Brian Hines. Hey, folks. Studio engineer, which is not here today, uh, Malachi P.S. Woodard. There we go. Yeah. Executive producer, big man Tiny Bryan. And they say I'm the senior producer. My name is Victor Anderson, and uh, we appreciate your attendance today. And after watching Wrestlers on Netflix, visit OVWpodcast.com podcasters to find all episodes of our unofficial Wrestlers after, After Show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Rate us five stars and give us a review. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thanks for listening.